Hey everyone, welcome back to Band Practice. I'm Emma. And I'm Madison. And today we're going to be doing an episode interviewing each other, which I don't know, I just randomly thought of this idea. And I think it's because my lifelong dream has been to like be on Jimmy Kimmel or something. Like literally anytime I'm talking to myself in my head or like daydreaming, I'm like answering pretend interview questions like preparing for the day and this is this is what it's all been building up to I've been preparing for this episode I'm super excited (laughs) yeah I'm so excited like we can give you all a chance to get to know us better but then we also get to live out our lifelong dreams of being interviewed so it's just like mutually beneficial it's a win yeah (laughs) we know you're really excited the most self-absorbed episode we're like like, it's just basically (laughs) all about us (laughs) (laughs) Our favorite thing to do, which is talk about ourselves. It's going to be really fun because neither of us know what questions the other came up with. So I like really don't know what to expect, but it's like a a real life in the moment interview. I'm scared. Raw and real. Well, (laughs) I guess we can delay it for a little bit and do a little catch up. Yeah. What have you been up to? Um, well, some good news. I did get approved for a new place to live, so I will have a home after this month. So excited. Um, another cool update, um, uh, Brandon, my boyfriend, um, got all of the supplies to learn how to develop his own film at home and scan it. Yes, I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. So he's been having so much fun and he did one of my roles of film and so that was really cool. And it's just like very exciting because I just kind of got into film and just got my own camera so now we get to do everything in-house cheaper yeah no that's so nice because a it's so expensive and b I feel like if you don't go to like a specialty film plate like if you just drop it off at Walgreens or whatever they like always mess something up like one of the pictures at least is ruined so this is like you have the quality control (laughs) exactly and it's so much faster if you're done with a roll you can literally have it ready that day if you want it's just yeah. a win all around that's so fun um well I guess I just took that on to I just started talking about myself but, uh, Madison uh, what do you what have you been up to <laughs> I just said my turn <laughs> she said so you're done your time is up <laughs> <laughs> But um, today I went to the zoo. It was really fun. I've been wanting to go because I've heard the Denver Zoo is like really good for whatever reason. Like I've just seen online and stuff. So I made Ben take me today and it was a really fun little date. And yeah, I feel like whenever I go to the Phoenix Zoo, all the animals are like sleeping and I'm like boring. Like they're all like hiding. These ones were like out and about. They like loved the show. Like they were like strutting their stuff. It was awesome. They were camera ready. That's so fun. They were. They were ready for their close-up. Did you have a favorite animal of the day? Did you like deeply connect with like one specific animal? Um, I honestly deeply connected with the penguins, but I think that's just because Okay, also I have like a really big fear of animals getting out of their enclosures when I'm at the zoo. Yeah. Like just turning a corner and there's like a tiger and so I feel like the phoenix zoo is very safe like the animals are all very far away you like feel like they can't really get out this one they were like two inches from like the fence like I'm like 
I feel like they could hop this if they wanted to. And so like the penguins just had a little glass thing like up to maybe like your hip. And then that's oh, it. Wow. So like you could just look over the edge. Ben was like, I could grab one if I wanted to. Like it was like, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure they have it all under control, but it seemed very, um, it was an intimate zoo, if you will. Yeah. So I feel like all the animals I connected with, because you could like look them right in their eye. Yeah. It was weird. You're like, so that's how I ended up bringing a penguin home. It's in the bathtub, going for a swim. (laughs) No, literally, Ben's obsessed with penguins. So he was like, I could outrun any security guard. Like, you think I couldn't outrun them? I'm going to grab one and, like, take off. (laughs) I saw a TikTok, I think maybe yesterday, and I almost started crying because it was, um, like, a zookeeper – and an orangutan. So the orangutan was like a pregnant mom. She was taken when she was a baby. So they were worried she wouldn't know how to like breastfeed because she's never seen it happen. But the zookeeper like had her baby and like was breastfeeding her baby in front of the orangutan so that she would know how to like help her baby latch. And I was like, I can't do this right now. That is so sweet. (laughs) And it worked. She like knew she like was able to try it herself with her baby. And I was like, so (laughs) animals are smart man every time yes every time like a monkey video which is oddly often but every time a monkey video comes up on my for you page i'm just like they're so crazy like when you really look at them you're like that can't be real but yesterday i thought this is what you're gonna say but it's like a totally different um video but i saw an orangutan video yesterday and it was the zookeeper and she was like this is so and so like i forget her name she was like she loves you know bananas whatever monkeys like like named a few things and then the last one was and she loves to look at what's in your purse and i'm like she's just like me like she loves <laughs> what's in my bag <laughs> i just like go up to the window and like show what's in my bag i'm like so for. this is my makeup by mario um lip gloss <laughs> Oh my god, she's just a girly girl. Yeah, but I think that video honestly really got me excited for the zoo. I was like, but unfortunately the monkeys were all hiding. So those are one animal that I didn't see. It's fine. We'll just have to go back. Yeah. Um, What are you drinking today? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I haven't even cracked it open yet. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a raspberry rose poppy. Um, I have not tried this flavor I think so that's really exciting I like got so I was at Brandon's for the weekend and then I came home this afternoon to record the podcast because I like to like be in my space and then I realized like at home I like don't have a single beverage no beverage to be found I had like a protein shake but I was like I'm not drinking that on the podcast Uh so I ran to Whole Foods (laughs) real quick and um grabbed a little poppy I've never heard of that flavor you said raspberry rose yeah. That sounds so yummy. I know. I, I wanted something kind of refreshing, so let's see. Mmm. It just tastes pink. You know what I mean? <laughs> it tastes like a pink fruity drink. I love that. I feel like love all it. the pinks are kind of indistinguishable. Like, if it's strawberry or raspberry, it doesn't matter to me. Like, yeah. It's good. The girls I get it, get it. Yeah. Well, Madison... What are we sipping on over there, over over in Denver? Um, the funny thing is I have three beverages lined up, but I'll just go down the line. Paul. 
You pepper tall. Okay. First up <laughs> is this Diet Coke that's half drinking because I had it from earlier and I never finished it. But I thought I'd just bring it over just in case I wanted a little, yeah. a little sip. And then, of course, ice water in my Stanley Cup. Always have that in case I want a, a palate cleanser, you know? Yeah. And then I was really craving lemonade today. Like, I feel like being at the zoo just, it makes me want a refreshing, like, ice cold lemonade, you know? It was, like, kind of warm today yeah. for the first time. I just really wanted a lemonade. We tried to find a drive through Starbucks. There's none by us. It's terrible. So, anyways, I didn't get a lemonade. But then... I was like, oh, I have this kombucha, strawberry lemonade, better mm. booch kombucha, and it's actually delicious. That looks, yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah. I feel like people who don't really like kombucha, better booch is a good brand because they have like really mm-hmm. fun flavors. It's not like super intense kombucha. That, um, so I just remembered um, your Stanley Cup reminded me of my dream last night. I had a dream that I was like driving in a neighborhood and there was like a woman just like setting up a bunch of her like stuff that she's just like giving away for free. And she had like a pink Stanley Cup and a gray Stanley Cup. And so I pulled over and I took both of them. The most random dream ever. And that was that. I love that. I've been having like really oddly realistic dreams like that where it's like it's not even a crazy dream it's like did that happen or like it's so believable I'm like why did my brain make that up it's so mundane that it's like okay and then what happened next yeah (laughs) but that is a score though two Stanley Cups at a garage sale or whatever literally you're manifesting I am I'm on the market for a Stanley Cup I want to get Brandon one so that we can like match but well, um, well, who's going first? Uh, oh my gosh! Um, uh, I can go. I'll bite the bullet. Okay, yeah, let's do it. All right, so we're gonna start. We're just gonna get going. Okay, so we're gonna okay. start. Um, like, let's go back to your childhood. All right, were there any sort of professions that you dreamt about doing throughout your childhood did you ever have like one thing you always wanted to be or did it maybe change throughout the years um when I was younger I was obsessed with animals and I always like really wanted to be a vet which I feel like all hot girls wanted to be vets when they were little like I feel like that's such a common one and then when I got older I wanted to be a marine biologist I don't know where I got that from but I'm deathly afraid of the ocean so I don't know what I thought I was doing with that one um (laughs) but I wanted to like (laughs) I wanted to work with animals in like some way and I do nothing of the sort so it didn't really ever pan out like that (laughs) when you said a marine biologist at first I heard marine and I was like oh salute the flag baby You're like, thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like that kind of came out when you became vegan. Like you've always just kind of had a passion, I think, for helping others than just yourself. Yeah, definitely. And even now, like I, me and Ben, I forget where we were driving, somewhere like out in the country. And there was like a bunch of cows and stuff. And I was like, I want like when I'm ready to settle down and like, you know, not be a city girl, I would love like an animal sanctuary and have like a yeah. couple cows and like rescue a couple animals. I just, that still like sounds so fun to me. I can so see you in just like the cutest farm outfits and like farm boots, just walking around, throwing some hay. Mm-hmm. That's cute. <laughs> you know, I'd I, make it a whole vibe. I'd put on literally. my cowgirl boots and my overalls. And, like, <laughs> Your new TikTok niche is 
farm life. Uh huh. Coastal cowgirl vibes, to be honest. Literally, taking it for <laughs> taking it real. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, my next question actually doesn't have to do with that, so <laughs> we're just gonna change topics. Um, is there? So I thought about this question when we were talking about like our high school selves in the episode with Dom. Is there mm-hmm. something you've ever wished you can change about the way other people might perceive you? I feel like I. I know it's like kind of a big topic online right now. Like people are so paranoid about how they're perceived. For some reason, I like don't think about it that often. And especially in high school, like I wasn't even really aware that other people perceived me (laughs) until there was this one day that there was this guy who didn't like me and he sat like at my lunch table and I knew he didn't like me. Like we had like unspoken beef for some reason, but I had no clue why. And like, I didn't dislike him or anything. I was just like, this is like weird vibes. And then one day he DM'd me on Twitter. I remember And he was like, honestly, the reason why I don't like you is because you think that you're better than everyone else. And like, that's just the vibe. And I was like, wait, like I've said like two words to you in my life, but yeah. I think that's like, why he thought that because I've always been shyer and like not the most talkative person I feel like I do have kind of like standoffish energy when you first meet me and I think that's misinterpreted a lot so if I could change anything I would be like have people I don't know have a better first impression of me because I feel like Mm -hmm. I always have to like change people's mind if that makes sense yeah that makes sense I know it's so weird that like being shy and like being comfortable with silence or like doing your own thing is often perceived as like, oh, they just think they're better. But it's like, I I don't know. I feel like in this world, like being more outgoing and an extrovert is like celebrated and then being an introvert is like looked down upon almost. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that's kind of something you experienced? Yeah, definitely. And I also think like, I know if I meet somebody and I'm like, oh, like, whatever they thought they were, say I had that thought about somebody, if I really took the time to think about it, it would probably be just like that I think they're cool or something and I'm like Mm -hmm. projecting. So I feel like it's not even like that people dislike shy people or anything like that. I think it's just like maybe quiet people give them more space to like think about their own insecurities and project them I don't know it's like this weird thing that I've noticed that's really interesting yeah much to ponder well kind of going back um to your passions I've always kind of wondered like where exactly did your passion for health and wellness stem from um so when I moved back to Arizona when I was I think 20 um I like all of my friends had kind of moved away. You were at college, so you weren't by me. And I just like moved back rather abruptly and I didn't have any friends. I moved back in with my parents. I was like honestly down in the dumps, like pretty sad about how everything went down. And I just kind of like put all that energy into working out and like cooking at home. And I just like found comfort in those things Mm. and I was also I was like using it kind of as a way to make friends like going to workout classes and trying to like see you know if I would meet anyone and so because I really didn't have like anything else to do I started filming myself cooking and stuff and like I made a health Instagram because that was just like honestly my hobby at the time 
And then it was actually my mom who one day I like wasn't enrolled in school yet or anything because I didn't know what I was doing for a little bit. And then my mom was like, well, it like if you wanted to do anything, would you be interested in like nutrition or health or anything like that? Like, it seems like you're really getting into that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I am. Like, it just kind of clicked for me. I was like, oh, yeah, people like do that for a job. Like, that is a major. Um, and so then I just like started going to school and I went to school just for like general nutrition at first because I didn't really know what like niche I was going to fall into. And then I ended up discovering health and wellness coaching. And I was like, that feels like a really good fit mm-hmm. for me. So then I switched majors to that. Um, yeah. And it just kind of happened naturally. And I think it was like always something that I leaned on when I was feeling down or feeling sad or anything. And it always made me feel better. I love that. Now I yeah. feel like it was one of those things where like I've always looked at you and thought like you're just capable of like anything, like whatever you decide to like do, I know you're going to do it so well. And then when I found out what your major was and that you wanted to get into like health and wellness and coaching, I was like, duh. Like it like made sense in my head. I was like, why did we not think about that before? Like that just seemed so perfect for you. <laughs> That's how I felt. I was like, wow, good idea, mom. Like yeah. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> she really played with that. <laughs> no, she ate. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. Is there one celebrity that you admire in any way that like if you could, you would hope to be like them if you were famous? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like uh, okay. like like a role model, but like personality-wise, you're saying. Or like character-wise. Yeah. Like who do you see as like a celebrity that you're like, oh, yeah, like if I were famous, I would want to be like them? Miss um, Bella Hadid, honestly. Oh. <laughs> I think she is obviously serving, always mm-hmm. a constant slay. But also – I've seen like a lot of people talk about meeting her or like running into her and everybody has good things to say. They're like, she was so sweet or people that have worked with her or like been on set with her or like, like this industry, there's a lot of mean people, but Bella was Mm -hmm. like the nicest, most comforting energy I've ever had on set. And also she like does so much for Palestine and like with charity and things like that. Like, I feel like she is just very grounded and down to earth and I just love her. That would be my answer. I know. She's, she's so just great. The best. Like and she yeah, stays she, out of drama. She's like so mm-hmm. confident. She posts about like her little meditating and self-care and manifestation. Like she just seems I feel like if she wasn't Bella Hadid, we would be best friends, you know? Right. If the universe could make that happen, that would be cool. Manifest. Yeah. I know. I'm ready for that. Bella, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I love to think about this and I feel like you made a joke about like a cartoon outfit on a TikTok Mm -hmm. recently and I was like, oh my gosh, that's kind of like one of my questions. So if Uh you were the kind of gal that liked to wear like the same things all the time, what would be like your signature nail color, lip color, fragrance, and then like your staple outfit look? Oh, I love this. This is so cute. I did. I posted a TikTok and the outfit I'm going to say is like honestly really similar. I was like, if I was a cartoon, this is this would be me Mm -hmm. um lip color I am a very nude almost like mauve nude not like I don't know a warm nude I guess Mm -hmm. my my lip color would literally be this it's right next to me it's rosewood glow by makeup by Mm -hmm. Mario I feel like any um any shade that has rosewood in it that's like my color palette love a nude lip um my signature nail color would also be very nude like what I have on right now Mm -hmm. if you're watching on video it's like a I love a nail color that's not fully opaque like it's a little bit transparent um 
and like a pinky nude as well. Fragrance. I am not super into fragrance, but I always gravitate towards like warmer vanilla-y almost Mm. scents. I like floral, but I feel like every day I'm like a warm, almost like a little bit masculine type of scent. Yeah. Um, And then my outfit would be New Balance 550s or Adidas Sambas, both very trendy shoes, I know, but Mm -hmm. I feel like a, a classic silhouette of a sneaker, which those are just my two favorites right now. And then baggy Levi's, preferably vintage Levi's, but listen, I won't be picky. Any baggy <laughs> full length, like mid-rise Levi, mid-wash also, by the way. And then a plain t-shirt that hits mm-hmm. right above the pant. The The fit of the t-shirt is very important, but I don't know how to describe it. Not a crop top, not right. a full length, like maybe two centimeters of stomach showing. Hits right at the pant line. Stunning. Stunning. Also, probably a beanie if I'm being fully honest, because I wear beanies like six out of seven days of the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I loved hearing a little bit about like your aesthetic. I feel mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Everything that you said, I was like, that's probably what I think she'll say. But yeah, I'd love for you to now walk me through like a detailed morning to night, like your perfect ideal day. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I love waking up early. I know, unpopular opinion, but I just feel like my day start. And I don't mean like, I'm not a 5 a.m. girly by any means, but like mm-hmm. somewhere in the 6 to 7 range, I feel like my the rest of my day is set up so much better if I wake up early. So I'd wake up pretty early. But then I would, honestly, this is like my daily routine now. I'm like, am I living my dream life? This is crazy. <laughs> um <laughs> I like to have a pretty slow morning, though, at least for like the first part. So lately, the the sunlight has really been speaking to me and it hits the spot on my couch that I sit on in the morning anyways. So I would make a coffee and then sit in the sunlight. It's like my photosynthesis at the beginning of the day. I just love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would make a yummy breakfast, probably do an at-home workout because I'm not always feeling like the gym but I do like to work out in the mornings. Mm-hmm. So I'd get that get that done, do a little at-home Pilates probably. And then I would probably go for a walk. <laughs> I love going for walks. Um, just a walk around the town. Maybe get a little treat while yeah. I'm out or like go to a Ooh. fun little store. Yeah. Um, so definitely go on a little walk, get some sunshine, get the legs moving. And then... Maybe sit down at like a coffee shop or perhaps a park. I would definitely bring my iPad with me on this walk. And honestly, the thing that's been like inspiring me the most recently has been making Pinterest boards. It's just like my favorite pastime. If I didn't have to like work, I would just spend all day on Pinterest. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I'd probably like scroll on Pinterest, do some things like that make me happy. Maybe read a book or... I don't know, just get inspired in some way. And then I'd probably go shopping after that. Honestly, if we're talking perfect day, I'd probably go to Sephora. Yeah, probably go to Sephora or maybe take a gander around Target, you know, Um, nothing too crazy, just some light shopping. And then I'd get home early, make a yummy dinner and take a bath, of course. Obviously. Do obviously do my favorite (laughs) manifestation meditation right now which i posted on tiktok i can't think of the name right now but it's perfect 
and then go to bed early. I'm an early bed gal. Like, be in bed by 9 p.m. Oh, love that. That was beautiful. That I would love to embark on that day as well. Very relaxing, you know? Yeah. Healing. Mm-hmm. Notice notice how there was no work in sight. I'm, I'm not oh, a working abs- gal. Yeah. <laughs> work does I'm not belong scroll on in Pinterest. <laughs> no, I'm a scroll on Pinterest and manifest type of gal. Um, what are some kind of like mindset changes or habits that you created that keep you so consistent with like caring for yourself in your home? Because I feel like you're a very like, I don't know, you're just very good about like, care, I don't just yeah, caring for yourself and your environment. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot recently, actually, because I've been trying, I don't know, I've been kind of resistant to like, discipline per se in the past mm-hmm. or like just the word in general I feel like has a negative con- uh, connotation of like being disciplined and going to the gym or being disciplined and like cleaning your room or whatever but I feel like at the end of the day that kind of is what it comes down to just like being disciplined in your routine but not from a place of like self-hate I think it's really important that it comes from a place of self-respect and just being mm-hmm. like I deserve to have a clean environment I deserve to like feel healthy and feel good in my body. I deserve to eat good food, etc. So I feel like most like most of the time when I'm going to do something or I don't want to do something, but it's like something that I know is best for me, I don't do it from a place of like oh, I need to do this so I can like have a better body or I need to do this so I can mm-hmm. like post a aesthetic picture on Instagram or whatever so people think my life is perfect. I just do it from a place of like this is what I deserve and like I deserve the best. That was I think you just changed my life. <laughs> Not even kidding. Aww. Wow. That was beautiful. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah. No, Should I be a public you. speaker? Like, am I finding yeah. my calling? I'm Ted like, talk. ooh, that's, Ted talk, hello? that's a TikTok clip right there. <laughs> I'm, like, noting the time. I'm like, all right. <laughs> At 30 minutes in, Madison speaks facts. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. But I do feel like, yeah, not a lot of people think of it in that way. I feel like a lot of the time people do think of discipline associated with like having a negative, you know, self-image and wanting Mm -hmm. to change things about yourself. But it's kind of just flipping the script and being like, "Mm, no, I love myself and I want to live a long, healthy, happy life. So this is what I'm going to do. Switching gears a little bit. I don't know if this is something you aspire to do someday because I don't think we've actually ever talked about it. But if you were to create your own brand and product, what would you want to create and sell? Ooh, I would love to do this in the future, but I don't think we ever have. I don't know. I don't have any like set plans or like one specific vision, but being like a brand owner has always been something that I've wanted to Mm do. I think in the past, I've really wanted to have a fashion brand or like a clothing line. And I still would love to do that, but I don't think it'd be like my first priority. If I, I don't know if this necessarily goes along with like being a brand owner, but being like a business owner of sorts, this is my dream. I would love to have a storefront and I would love for it to just be like the ultimate cute store. Like there would definitely be a coffee shop, really good coffee, really fun treats. There would definitely be like clothing racks with like really cute curated, whether it be like local designers or like vintage pieces, just like super curated pieces. There would definitely be like shelves with cute 
like eco-friendly low waste home things and like cute curated home decor just like literally anything you can think of that's like cute and you're like I don't even know that I need that but I want that that's what would be in my store mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, I love it I want to I want to go to there no literally or like even like a little grocery section with like super cute like high quality snacks and like fun foods yeah I would just love to like curate a actual storefront just a cute little place for the cutie girls to come hang mm-hmm. like a cutie girl hub like all the cute girls would know to go there <laughs> yeah I'm obsessed <laughs> all right we're coming down to our final two questions um what's a lesson that you're learning in life right now I would say, honestly, kind of what I was talking about, about discipline earlier. This was inspired by, I don't know his full name, but Leo on TikTok. I send you him sometimes. Yeah. He's like a like bodybuilder type of guy. <laughs> and I like always make fun of gym bros and stuff. Like they are never my cup of tea, but he is gay, first of all, so he's different. And he's just like not into the toxic masculinity side of it he's Mm -hmm. more into like the mindset and I actually saw that he posted his podcast is number one right now and I have never listened to it but I definitely am gonna start he just like speaks facts like he'll say things that people are too afraid to say so he was like speaking about discipline in his life and it kind of inspired this but um in the past I've had like a history of disordered eating or like negative body image things that probably all girls deal with And Mm -hmm. so in healing, through healing from that and like definitely getting into health and wellness and things like that and trying to find balance of like what's too much and what's good for me or like what's too extreme getting to like obsessive level and what's just like me taking care of myself. I feel like that was a balance that I struggled to find for a long time. And now because I'm at such a better place with like my body and food, I'm able to make more decisions out of discipline and like have a more structured routine and just have it come from like I said a place of self-love rather than like trying to alter my body or anything like that but that's been like kind of a new thing for me because I was scared to take that step in the past and like be more regimented with my health and wellness if that makes sense because it's like very much a slippery slope anybody who's dealt with disordered eating or anything like that knows Mm -hmm. um But I feel like now, yeah, I'm kind of implementing that and like trying to, even if I don't want to do a workout that day, I'm like, well, I want to feel stronger and I want to like build some muscle and things like that. So I'm going to do it like for those reasons, because that's what's best for me. And just like kind of navigating that in my life is something that I'm learning how to do. Thank you for sharing. I love that. I feel like that's kind of something I've been working on too, is like what you said about like the balance of like wanting to like do better for yourself but not becoming like obsessive about it it's like such a fine line and it's so difficult to navigate but Mm -hmm. especially like having a degree in nutrition I feel like so many people with that actually work in nutrition like struggle with it because you almost Mm -hmm. know too much and you like want to have the perfect meal and stuff like that but it can get obsessive and like too much so quickly so yeah trying to be mindful of that and like navigating that is difficult but I'd say worth it all right our final question it's a bit cliche Uh, (laughs) describe how you envision your life in one year from now love this love a little visualization moment um I definitely want to be 
working full-time as like a content creator Mm. um I'm at the point now where it's kind of half and half with my income with content and my part-time job which I nanny as a part-time job and I love nannying it's so fun but I would love to like be able to travel and not have to be at work you know for specific days of the week so I definitely within the year want to move completely in that direction I would love for this podcast to take off. I would love for this to be like one of my full-time things. Yeah. Um, Because it's just so much fun. And I think that like we have fun things to say and we have important things to say. And like, it's not even a numbers game of like, oh, I want this many people. But it's just like, if we had more people, then that's more people hearing, you know, the things that we have to say. And that's more people Mm -hmm. that we could help or connect with or relate to. Um, so definitely want to put like a ton of time and energy into the pod so that that can be a thing within the year. Um, with where I'm living, I am not quite sure (laughs) where I want to be living in a year. I really like Denver. Love it. It's fun. But also I like don't feel super connected to it. Like I'm going to stay here forever. If an opportunity came up and like we could move somewhere else I probably would give it a try just because like that's kind of the point in my life where I'm at where I just want to like you know do fun stuff and move around and not be tied down to one specific place like literally last night me and Emma were like maybe we should move to like Southern California not LA but like just a fun beach moment I've never lived or I lived in LA for a little bit but I never went to the beach but I'd love to like have that experience now and like live Mm -hmm. on the coast um so yeah a lot's up in the air but I just want to be of course also cliche happy healthy thriving and yeah just feel good about where I'm at in a year I'm really excited to see what happens I feel like this is the year of like building and growth mm-hmm. no literally building and creating like I'm on my grind we are on a grind <laughs> cheers to that <laughs> cheers I don't think we even cheers in the beginning, but cheers. We didn't. That was fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming to be with me today, Madison. (laughs) Thank you for coming on my talk show. (laughs) I know. I was like, I don't even know what to call this, but. (laughs) All right, Emma, it's your turn in the hot seat. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'm so ready. (laughs) That didn't sound very convincing. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. Um, so let's start from the beginning. It's funny that you did this too, because I also wanted to talk a little bit about your childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have any core memories that stick out or is there anything that you look back and you're like, that played a part in who I am today? Like, is there any standout memories that you have? Ooh, yes. I don't know why this is the first thing I can think of, but I remember in third or fourth grade, my dad got me tickets to go see Hannah Montana for Christmas. I went to that same concert you're lying. Oh, the Jones Brothers and the Cheetah Girls? Yes, the Cheetah Oh my god, that's crazy. T. Um and he took me, I remember to like Nordstrom Rack to pick out like a little outfit and I got these shiny silver boots. And I just feel like getting those boots was like a turning point for me. I had them for years until like they just didn't fit. But that was like my first almost like grown up fashion item that like just made me – I always loved like fashion and stuff. But that was like 
a big moment. I was like, I have the coolest pair of shoes. Like no one at my school has shoes like these. Like these are for going out, hitting the town. And I just feel like that, like the first time that I was like, whoa, experimenting with like my self-expression and fashion, that's my jam. That is the cutest story I've ever heard because I feel like we all can think of like something that happened like maybe we got like our first like lipstick or something or like a tinted chapstick and we were like I'm grown like this is the start of my life I love that (laughs) and those boots sound like such a sleigh I have a picture somewhere I'll have to show you yep yeah Emma was such a fashionista when when we were younger and I feel like that obviously carried into our adulthood I love to experiment (laughs) <laughs> I'll say that you should you should buy a pair of of shiny boots just to really I throw should back. oh I'm gonna start looking at some silver boots after this yeah it's it's giving me have you seen the skims collection that's like chrome like yeah. silver that's like what I'm picturing right now but in oh yeah form. they were like reflective yeah mm-hmm. so good that is so cute okay fast forwarding through childhood into college mm-hmm. Um, you went to college two hours away from where we grew up, which was very mm-hmm. rude and disrespectful, by the way. So true. So true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you want to tell us a little bit about your college experience and maybe like any funny college moments that you had? Sure. Gosh. So I started off at college as a film major, which I think was just like kind of building off of my love for like making YouTube videos in high school. But I quickly realized that that just, like, was not for me because, like, all of my classes were filled with these, like, film bros that just, like, spoke absolute and utter nonsense in class. And the professors just, like, ate it up. And I'd be, like, looking around, like, am I the only one hearing this? Like, you're not saying a whole lot of nothing. So (laughs) then I switched to um, merchandising. But actually, after my freshman year, I was so sure I was dropping out. I didn't sign up for classes for sophomore year. I like moved back home for the summer, started working at like H&M in Scottsdale, which was brutal. (laughs) Don't recommend it. Um, But I, so I had started volunteering for a summer camp called Camp Kesem. And at the time I spent like the whole school year as like our little marketing coordinator. So I was like doing our social media and stuff. And I really loved it, but I, hadn't gone to camp yet and then that summer when I went to our like actual summer camp I was like wait I have to like keep doing this and the only way to like stay a part of this organization is to like still be a student at NAU so the day I got home from summer camp I like registered for classes changed my major to um, fashion merchandising and the rest was history well wait I think you asked for a funny memory but let's see oh yeah if you have one. Oh my gosh. Told- okay. Oh, you go. No, you. I was going to say, I totally forgot. So my freshman year, I was in a dorm with uh, my childhood best friend and we just had all sorts of shenanigans, but there was this really weird thing that happened. I literally had like a stalker. Like there was really? someone. Yeah. So I was in a co-ed dorm hall and some guy started leaving me notes under my door. He drew me pictures. He'd like write me stuff. I remember this. It was crazy. And then eventually, I think he came to introduce himself one weekend when I wasn't in town. So Kaylee answered the door and she was like, ah, she's not here. (laughs) And yeah, eventually it stopped. But like, that's kind of weird. That is really weird. I'm not a fan of that. You can't escape it because you're all living in the same dorm. Literally. 
I was like walking around in the halls like I don't know who this man is like I could be walking past him right now and I don't know yeah I don't think I ever met him that's creepy yeah I had something similar happen when I went to a community college with Dom actually we both like we made our classes at the same time so we had like a break together in the middle of the day and we'd always go to this one library to like just chat in between classes and then one day this guy came up and like just started talking to us and we were like okay whatever like not a big deal so we just like talked to him for a little bit and then we were like we have to go or whatever and then the next day he came back the next day he came back like he just kept coming back and we were like okay this is getting really weird so we switched to a different building like a different library Mm-hmm. And we we're like, okay, well, maybe he'll just like forget about us. He found us in the other building. And so then we kept switching buildings. He kept finding us. Oh, wow. And then he like kept asking to walk me to my car and stuff. And I was like, I don't want him to know what like I drive. Like, yeah. that's really weird. So I would just like dodge it at all costs. And then finally, one day, like weeks, weeks later, I th- feel like we hadn't seen him for like maybe a week. And he came back and found us. And he had this poem written about like rejection. And he was like, can I read this poem to you guys out loud? We had to sit there and listen to him read this poem out loud. And it was like so clearly about me. And it was like slam poetry. Like it was wow. so, so awkward. That is, I never knew that. Yeah. Holy and then cow. actually Dom, I had a boyfriend at the time and Dom messaged him from my boyfriend's account because my boyfriend was like I don't care like I'm not gonna like start beef with this guy over nothing but Dom was like oh I will and went on his Instagram and DM'd the guy like stay the f away from my girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny oh wow yeah these men can be very scary sometimes like you gotta play your cards right who knows what they're gonna do after you reject them so I know for real it's frightening well, anyways, on a lighter note, <laughs> you said, like you said, you went to school for merchand or merchandising, mm-hmm. and now you work in social media. So you're very much like in that realm of yeah. things. Would you say that's like your dream job? And if not, what would your dream job be? Ooh, first of all, I don't dream of jobs necessarily, <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, I feel like my dream job is honestly the first job I got out of college because I worked for um, that summer camp that I had volunteered for. But I think I, at the end of the day, I think I still will always have like this nonprofit passion, like working and doing something that like directly impacts other people. And like you get to like watch that play out. Like that's just like something you just can't really get in like the corporate world. So mm-hmm. I'd love to like do something in the nonprofit realm still doing marketing because that's just kind of my my jam. Um, but yeah, that's kind of probably my dream job or to just make my own someday. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like a lot of jobs aren't necessarily rewarding in any way. Right. Um, but I feel like working for a nonprofit and like seeing how, especially with kids, like how it affects kids' mm-hmm. lives, that's like so rewarding. It's so funny because I'm not very good with kids, but I'm passionate about <laughs> – bettering their lives but I'm like uh-huh. like I I feel like I thrived doing behind the scenes stuff for our summer camps rather than like actually being a camp counselor even though it's fun I was just like I don't know I'm weird with kids I don't know how to talk to them <laughs> I'm kind of the same the last kid that I nannied didn't really talk that much and now this kid talks a ton and I'm like <laughs> what am I supposed to talk to you about like- literally <laughs> 
I'm just saying like, we like, have nothing in common, like girl. <laughs> She's two. <laughs> Literally. <sighs> well, moving on from college, if you had any advice for your college self or perhaps any people that are in college now, what would you tell yourself? I would say one, it's not that serious, especially in terms of like your major and like what career you're going to take. Every single person I knew in college ended up changing their major at least once. Like it's okay to like change your mind and like find new passions. That's really the whole point of it. And also like don't stress about having to find a job afterwards. Like I graduated during uh, 2020 during COVID. So like I literally didn't have the opportunity to like apply for jobs. So it took me like, I like ended up doing retail um, before I actually got like a, I don't know, quote unquote, big girl job. Um, So it's just like, give yourself grace and time to like figure it out and give yourself the space to find your new passions. And it's okay to like change your mind over and over again, if that's what it takes to like keep chasing that, that kind of thing that's gonna give you a little bit of joy. But yeah, it's crazy to think like I graduated high school when I was 17 and I went to college for a little bit and I ended up taking a break. But to think that like I was expected to make quote unquote like what's going to be the rest of my life, a choice that's totally. going to affect the rest of my life when I was 17 is insane. And yeah, I started as a psychology major, ended up taking a couple years off and then went back and like ended up in getting yeah. a degree in health and wellness. And I graduated a year late at 25 three and I still felt like oh my gosh this is like crazy I'm just a baby and yeah I think people kind of think that the first thing that they choose is like the rest of their life but it never ends up working out that way even if you're 50 like you can have a rebrand baby like switch it up like I feel like people also feel stressed like oh I have to use my degree but like honestly most of the time like I feel like people don't end up doing exactly what they got their degree in. Mm-hmm. And then also I feel like it's important to have the mindset if you're in college that it's like an absolute privilege to be able to expand um, your education in such a way. Like not everyone will have the opportunity. And I think just to like – obviously like we complain about going to class and like taking tests and stuff. But like really I think – we should think about it with more gratitude and like I'm very lucky to be in this position and to be able to like get this degree to you know better my opportunities in the future yeah 100% I feel like I started learning that towards the end of college because I was like 21 22 23 but if I went to school when I was 17 18 I would have not absorbed a single ounce of information (laughs) and been like f this class like whatever but yeah, I even still, even though I learned so much and I took it seriously, I wish I did like take it even more, like take it less with a grain of salt. Like it is such a privilege to be able to get like an education and learn about whatever class you want to take and whatnot. Like it is truly such a good opportunity. And so, yeah, it's hard to say when yes. you're in the moment, tell people mm-hmm. to like, you know, take it more seriously and whatnot. Yeah. But I do think that's true. Um. Okay. Getting a little heavier. Let's do it. (laughs) You're pretty open about struggling with depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. throughout your life, throughout high school, college, everything like that. Um, If you want, you can tell us like maybe when it started or how it's Mm -hmm. changed over, you know, the course of your life. Totally. I feel like when I actually look back at like home, like I 
my dad had some home videos developed maybe like a few years ago and seeing videos of myself, even at like five years old, I was like, oh, she radiates anxiety <laughs> and nervousness. Like, damn, we started young. But it really manifested my sophomore year of high school. I remember the first week of classes, I just like all of a sudden would get really, really sick before having to go to school. And it just like kept happening. And all of a sudden, I was like literally missing weeks of school. Like, I was so sick. Like, I don't want to like too much, but like, I was literally like couldn't keep any food or water down, couldn't sleep, started to like hallucinate sometimes. It was wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually I was able to take like online classes and go to therapy and like really focus on like healing my anxiety and creating coping mechanisms. And I feel like it was pretty hard in high school, college. It would I would have like little flare-ups every now and then, but I think for the most part, I've like just kind of come to realize and kind of know beforehand when something's going to like trigger me. Like Mm say, I I don't know, like I have something big coming up or like I'm starting something new that's kind of like disrupting my usual routine. I like can kind of anticipate it. And I've also somehow acquired the skill of just like pushing off my anxiety until like the last minute. Like I could have like a crazy job interview tomorrow and I'm like, I literally am not going to feel any anxiety until like an hour before. And somehow I managed to do that. Not sure why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's just kind of always how it manifested for me. And I would say the two biggest things that helped me were like going to therapy. And after struggling for like probably a decade, I finally um, started taking like an everyday medication. I take Lexapro. And that for me really helped like take the edge off to where I could like still manage life and living while also dealing with like my mental health issues. But it's like very, very genetic in my family. Like a lot of people have it and struggle with it. So in a way that was nice to like feel like they understood me, but it's just kind of unfortunately about finding what works best for you and we can't always like fight the battle on our own. I think it's important to like talk to your support system or find external support um, with professionals. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. That was all very helpful. Um, And yeah, I think it's also important. It is so normalized now, like mental health things, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's almost people don't take it maybe as seriously because they're like, oh, everybody has it. But right. I think it is important to like still take it very seriously and obviously reach out when you need help and do what you have to do, whether that be like therapy, medication, just having a, a support system, whatever. Um, yeah, I think it is like about finding what works for you, like you said. Yeah. Okay. On a lighter note, self-care was probably a big part of your healing journey as well. Totally. What is your favorite self-care product in your routine right now? I'm glad you asked. That's actually where my love of baths came from. This is so bad. Okay. <laughs> How do I say this? I started bathing a lot when I was dealing with my anxiety because I was so sick and just like my body became so weak that like I like felt like I couldn't stand in the shower. That's how mm-hmm. bad it would get. So I would like take my bath and then it just became like a comfort thing. Like to ease my nighttime anxieties, I would take a little bath. So baths are still crucial in my nighttime routine. I love a bubble bath. And right now I've been using the Honest brand 
um, almond scented bubble bath. That thing creates gnarly bubbles. Like I have like a foot of bubbles in my (laughs) bath when I use it. It's crazy. So that's kind of like my favorite in terms of baths. And obviously baths are just like my fixation. Um, You get it. Yeah, I get it. And I feel like a lot of people don't get it. Like people are like, I'm an adult. I don't need to take a bubble bath. No, try it out and your life will change. And, like, I don't mean just take a little bubble bath. I mean, like, really go the whole nine yards. Like, get a bubble bath, have an activity, whether that be a show, a book. Yeah. Have a candle lit. Like, you need to make it, like, a whole self-care ritual, and then you'll get it. Yeah. If you have the right tools, you'll understand. And, yeah, like, my iPad, I set it up on the toilet. I, like, put some little (laughs) YouTube videos on or, like, I'll scroll TikTok. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Wow, I cannot wait to take one tonight. (laughs) I know. The other night I was in the bath and Ben just got home from skateboarding and he like opened the door. I was literally mid-meditation. It was the most (laughs) disrespectful thing he's ever done to me. He goes, what's for dinner? I looked at him. I was like, you must be crazy. You must have lost your mind. Like, do you not hear my my meditation (laughs) going? (laughs) Yeah, do you not see my bubble bath? Like, please talk to me in 10 minutes. So, yeah, I, I take it very Wait. seriously. <laughs> What's for so dinner? Funny. Please, please. Before I, like, oh, my Whatever God. Whatever jail is serving, that's what's for dinner. <laughs> oh, wait, I forgot that. I meant that as, like, you're going to jail for asking that question. But unfortunately, it could have been timely. <laughs> I think it might have honestly been the same day. It was one day when he came. I imagine I was like, you should have been arrested. Like, they should have they should have taken you to I'm jail I'm calling the cops. And I'm, yeah, I'm sending you back in. <laughs> No, really, though. Kind of playing off of that, those are like your healthy habits. What's your Mm. guilty pleasure that maybe isn't the best for you, but you love? Mm. Um, (laughs) like, which one do I choose? Uh, (laughs) Okay, you know what my guilty pleasure is? Not that this is necessarily bad, but if I'm working in the office, okay, this is my Tumblr that I use at the office. Uh-huh. I will fill this up multiple times with Diet Dr. Pepper <laughs> and not drink a sip of water. <laughs> like, that's my water when I'm – I just, like – it's, like, the only thing that keeps me going when I'm, like, sitting in my cubicle and, like, I'm, like, I – life is meaningless and I just have to have my crispy Diet Dr. Pepper at all times and I drink copious amounts and it's – oh, it's getting bad, but – I need to start like a rule where I'm like, okay, you can have your little sodi if you drink water first. (laughs) (laughs) I love that because I feel like you've always been a Dr. Pepper gal. Like it's just always brought you joy. Nothing's changed. (laughs) Yeah, now I just drink diet because I'm I'm one of those girlies, but I actually like the taste better. It's almost more refreshing in my opinion. I know. I feel the same way. Like, I feel, like, hypocritical for drinking diet soda, but something about it, it doesn't – I don't know. I just like how it tastes better. Me too. It does feel more refreshing. I don't know why. Yeah. It's, like, less rich and more, like – I don't know. More, like, don't know tingly, even, bubbly. Tingly, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could be doing worse things, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay, also kind of a a difficult one, but I think this would be interesting to know. What do you Mm. think 
your fatal flaw is. I feel like everybody Ooh. has one. We all have a fatal flaw that's just like our toxic trait. What is yours? Um, I think acting like a brat is funny. <laughs> I've always like with it's mainly with my brothers and my dad and then now Brandon sometimes like I take it too far and to the point where I'm like okay now you're just being like toxic and like trying to point out something negative and call people out on like every little thing I'm like it's not cute but in my head it's a joke and I'm just like messing around but like it's literally not funny to anyone but me Uh so that's my toxic trait something I gotta work on I relate to that on every level. I feel like it's being the youngest girl in the family. That's Mm -hmm. like, it's just who we are. Like, I will boss Ben around and be like, fill up my water. And he's like, I'm laying in bed. Like, why would I? And then I remember when he met my parents or like when he first like really started getting to know my parents and he saw like how we acted. I'd tell my mom or my dad or my mom to do the same thing. I'm like, hey, dad, get me water. And he's like, okay. So he's like, yeah, okay, now it makes sense. Like, checks out. That reminds me of last night. Like, I literally act like I'm a little baby. I like started coughing and having like a coughing fit. And I was looking at Brandon while we were sitting on the couch. I was like, <laughs> coughing. And I was like, oh, help, like, help me. Like, I won't like actually use my words to explain what I want. He's like, do you need a drink? I was like, please. <laughs> I need liquid. I need a Dr. Pepper. He's like, do you want water? Water? You're like, oh, no. No, No, literally, same. And and the thing about me is I don't think that's a toxic trait. As you should. And you know what? He got up and got me one, so I didn't learn my lesson. It's like they reward it, though. Like, why would I stop doing it if you're rewarding me for my bad behavior? Exactly. I love that you get me. Yes. (laughs) This is a fun one. I love a game of two two truths and a lie. You can take a minute if you need. Really think about it. But give me two truths and one lie, and I'll try and guess which one is the lie. Frick. I'm like, what does she not know about me? I know, right? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. I've decided to go with a theme. Um, So this is like fangirl themed, celebrity themed, right? I have met g Easy. I once chased Justin Bieber and I, uh, Cameron Dallas once told me I was cute. Ooh, okay. Wait, I feel like I know these literally from old like YouTube story times. True. But I don't know if I'm like making it up. I feel like you did meet g Easy. I think I've seen the mm-hmm. picture. And I think you chased Justin Bieber. So the last one you think is, yeah, I yeah. think Cameron. Oh, okay. You Cameron did not call me cute, but <laughs> he we did DM a few times, but he only ever sent emojis. Really, he DM'd you though. Okay, DM'd. Okay, I need to specify. I was a fangirl. Like it's not like he hit me up. I was begging for attention. <laughs> um, no, he never called me cute. Oh, bummer. It was I bet so he believable though. I know it was literally so believable, but I'm like. I feel like I would have heard about I that if it was true. Yeah, I would have brought it up like, for years. <laughs> okay, we're down to our last question. Mm-hmm. It's actually very similar to yours, but okay. it, I didn't put a time restraint on it. But what's like your, I guess we could say in a year or in five years or whatever, what's like 
Endgame dream life. Give us like a little synopsis of where you want to be. Yeah, I would love for the podcast to be able to like financially support me to where I don't need to work a nine to five anymore. It's just like not really for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to do like consulting in some way if that's like I'd like to just have other sources of income where I can just like manage my day to day myself and like do my own thing, create my own routines because I really am a homebody and I'm actually more productive when I'm at home and like just like doing my own thing. So I'd love for that to kind of be my life. I'd love to live probably just like with Brandon. Not There's nothing wrong with my roommates, but I'm ready to like move on and like kind of like build my own little home somewhere. And I'd love to just be able to like financially support myself to like get a facial every two weeks, like just like really do like those high class self-care moments. Be one of those like girlies that's like grocery shopping in the middle of the day. And oh, that just sounds nice. And I'd like to have my own pet. Oh, cute. Me too. Yeah. There's so many dogs in Denver. I'm like, okay, I need a puppy. Like, that's crazy. Literally. Wait, I'm <laughs> kind of confused on why you don't have a dog. I know, right? I feel like I would have, if we stayed in Arizona, I would have gotten one because then when we travel, I could just leave it with my parents or whatever. But yeah. here we'd have to like pay that's for. True. A dog sitter. That's the only thing that's holding me back. Yeah. But I, what you said really spoke to me because I see people getting facials like monthly, getting like mm. their injections, you know, whenever they need it, getting their hair done on a schedule. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, so we're in a different tax bracket. Like, Literally. <laughs> all that stuff adds up so much. It's like I have to pick and choose. If I could just do whatever like self care, luxurious mm. thing that I wanted. You're right. That is the dream. <laughs> That's the dream. Yeah. If I could stop having to dye my hair myself, that would be like glorious and stunning. Well, that was all all my questions for you. That was Thank so you fun. for coming on my talk show. Anytime. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This actually You're was a so really fun. good interviewer. You think so? Yeah. I think you did really good too. Like I Look feel like us. our structure and our flow, like the questions that we chose and where we put them. Yeah. It really like flowed like an interview. For our first time, not too shab. Not too yeah. shab. Shoo, that's it, huh? That's all. Hmm. I don't want to say goodbye to you guys. I know. This was literally one of my favorite episodes. Like, Yeah, so I was fun. just going to say, this. I think this is my favorite episode. The one where we're just like talking. talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> we should but do this do every think- week. No, literally. I think... Like, I would love for some of my favorite podcasters to do this because it's like, mm-hmm. you ask me questions where I wouldn't normally talk about the things, you know, I wouldn't bring exactly. it up on my own unless I was asked. And I feel like same for you. It is yeah. such a good way to like, get to know each other. Yeah, I, I, I'm so glad that you had this idea. This was so fun. If you all ever have like any other podcast ideas for us, our DMs are open. Bang mm-hmm. our line. Yeah. We would love it. Make sure to leave a rating and review if you enjoyed the episode. Share it with a friend. Share it on your Instagram story. Let's let's expand the band. Yeah, spread the word so we can make our dream lives a reality. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at bandpractice.podcast. We'll also have all of our links in the show notes. Um If you want to watch us on YouTube, we also upload our podcast to YouTube. If you like the the visual podcast vibe, 
Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Love you. Love you. Bye. Mwah.